Okay, welcome back to the world according to Ben Stein. I've had a few difficulties, technical difficulties in my end, but who cares? We party on, we soldier on, we Best march on. Ever. We are joined, of course, by Quadruple B from American Greatness, Ben, whatever his middle name is, Boy Chuck. Who knows? And of course, multi-Emmy award winner. Sir, can you open this, please? Speech writer to three presidents. Only very briefly for one of them. Icon, iconoclast, all that fun, jazzy stuff. And of course, thank you. Of course, he's a husband. But most importantly, he is the doctor, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. Doctor of gynecology. (laughs) Oh, I I wasn't supposed to say that. Sorry. You could say whatever you want. No, no, I'm not. I'm not a doctor of gynecology. I take it back. (laughs) It's your. It's your world. And okay, like, like, so 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 we had started a different show, started again, just to reset. Obviously, you know, Ben, I couldn't think of titles for tonight's show. So one of my titles was to a movie or a script that you had written called America, and uh, just add the A. Okay, I know. Just uh, hence, and it got made. It got it actually got made, but the motherfucker who uh, produced it. Uh, said he would not allow his name to be used on any show that also had on the uh, credits the name of someone who had worked for Richard Nixon. So, uh, so I did not get that credit. I did get uh, a, a pretty good chunk of money uh, to walk away, and also uh, then they gave me another smaller chunk of money to write a script about uh, the lives of stewardesses because at that time I, I knew quite a few stewardesses. Thanks for sharing that. But Ben, the reason I called it America is because Merrick is in America. (laughs) And uh, I thought it was interesting when you think about it. Very good, very good, very good. You know, listen, we have to separate ourselves. Very good, very good. We have to separate ourselves. But Ben, getting back to it, I I really want to get back to this point of, I found it really suspicious that he finally came out with a statement an hour after the FBI field office in Cincinnati had whatever, we don't even know what issues they had over there. I just found that the whole thing is obviously very suspect, Ben. And you, even if this supposedly came from a Secret Service agent, everybody at this point is is uh, what's the word I'm looking for is is we we don't know who to trust anymore. I don't trust anyone except my wife, and she's a saint. She is a living, breathing saint. And her nurse, Gemma, she's also a saint. And I, by the way, I think the tune I was, the word I was looking for was they are compromised. So you've used that word before. I don't know. I don't know. Everybody, everybody is compromised as far as I can tell, Drew. There, There are no uncompromised people. There are. There are no clean-cut kids who've been to college, too, as Bob Dylan so aptly said in one of his many great songs. Well said. And Ben, ben thank you. And Ben Boyshuk, you see where I'm going with this. There was a raid. I don't see it, where you're going. Really, that it's just a, a little bit of a coincidence that an hour, that he hasn't spoken for 72 hours, pretty much, Merrick Garland. There wasn't one statement. And then all of a sudden, the FBI raid came out. There were reports that Merrick Garland didn't know anything about uh, the the raid, uh, the FBI field office, Ben Boychuk. You see where I'm going with this. It's a little. Yeah. I mean, well, I, 
do we really know what happened in Cincinnati today? Because no. yeah, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. I, I don't know what happened. I seriously, sincerely well, don't know what happened. The report was a guy shows up at an FBI field office in Cincinnati, purportedly armed with an AR-15, or as the story put it, an AR-15 style rifle, making threats. And then, a nail gun. And a nail and gun. A, and a nail gun. And the only thing he, this is the weird thing. He, the only thing he shot was the nail gun. And then he took off and there was a pursuit. I don't know what the hell to make of it. I just, I thought the funniest thing I read about it today was somebody on Twitter. So is the FBI, FBI attacking itself now? Because I, 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 a nail gun is an incredibly dangerous thing. So well, yeah, uh, I, so I wouldn't make any jokes about it. I think no, I but, but then, then again, so I mean, uh, an AR-15 is incredibly dangerous too. Yes, you bet. But they're, they're both incredibly dangerous. But uh, let's just um, let's just stay away from those things. Yeah, Talk about love and love and peace. I just don't understand, and I don't think no, I don't think anybody understands what happened in Cincinnati today. I don't. Know I don't think anybody understands what happened in Cincinnati any day. <laughs> I. But again, you going to your point. I don't think anybody really understands anything right now of what's going. Well, there on. you are. And wait a minute, there you are. It, nobody understands anything. Right, and that and, really summarizes a hell of a lot of what's going on in the world. Nobody understands anything. I do understand this. Once, once. A person is arrested and charged with suspicion of murder by Hamilton Berger or Lieutenant Trag. That person is going to be eventually cleared, and Trag and Berger are going to look wind up looking like idiots. Thank you. you agree the, with that? Thank you. Well, you got the Perry You got the Perry Mason out of the way now. So go for it, Ben Boychuk. No, I, I think, you know, he only lost one case. Is that right? I don't think he lost. No, no. He, it turned out he didn't lose that case. It turned out he didn't lose that case. It turned out they thought he lost the case, but he didn't. Incredible. He, well, Mike, the guy's a genius of geniuses. I mean, well, he's incredible. I, I, I'll tell you what, Ben. You have no interest in talking about Merrick Garland. No, or, I do have a lot of interest in talking Well, every but time I try to bring something. You are missing it key point of, of everything about Merrick Garland. He was nominated to be on the Supreme Court by a Democrat and the Republicans in Congress blocked him from being on the Supreme Court. So naturally, he was very angry and he wanted to get back at them. And so revenge, uh, a dish, as they say, best served cold, uh, is, uh, was at work in terms of uh, making the sure that there was going to be some humiliation heaped upon Donald Trump. And, and on the other hand, Merrick Garland is obviously a stone fool when it comes to law because you're not supposed to uh, raid the home or office of an ex-president unless you have some very, very good reason for doing so. And certainly not unless you have a hearing of some kind in which a judge authorizes you to do it. You can't just send in some underling to do it. It's a, a big, big thing. It has to be handled with extreme caution. They didn't do that. Well, they, they did do the judge. They did. They do have the judge, the magistrate. They had a, they had a, 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 a magistrate. magistrate. 
a magistrate of not a particularly high rank uh, for, for an incident like this, a gigantic incident like this, there should obviously have been a very serious a commitment to a full-scale hearing uh, in which all the sides of, ever, of the issue would be aired. This, was, this is not something that should have been handled in the dark. There's a wonderful movie, a super great movie, really, 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 really good movie called The Death of Joseph Stalin. It begins with uh, Stalin and Berea uh, making a list of people to kill uh, j just for no reason at all, for no reason at all. And that's sort of like what happened in the case uh, today. I mean, they, uh, the people in the White House just decide they're going to torture and kill various people, politically kill them, morally kill them, uh, for no particularly good reason, except there was the reason of revenge, of wanting to get revenge on the people who uh, had blocked uh, a Democrat, Merrick Garland, from being on the Supreme Court. No, it's extremely well said. And before I get a quadruple B, I want to ask you this, because they keep on bringing up the release the warrant and release the things taken. And before the shows, first of all, OK, so you're going to say what you were searching for. That's what you're going to release. And I'd like to know. I want to know what they were searching for. for but, but also they're going to say what they took. Um, and again, I said, obviously, before you go through all the boxes or whatever it is that they did take, Ben, what are they? What is it? What is it going to be listed as? Box one, box two, box. Right, okay, that's a very good, you. very good point. And, and I and I will tell you, if, if I may, that when I worked at the White House for a really great president, Richard Milhouse Nixon, I at one point uh, late at night, uh, uh, Dave Gergen, who was my boss, said, "I have some boxes for you to go through." Uh, I don't care how long it takes for you to do it. I want you to, to go through all the boxes that you've been through the boxes. And I said, well, how many boxes are there? And he said, I don't know. There's just a lot of boxes covering up a big table. And, and I said, well, what's in the box? And he said, well, you'll see when you open them. And it turned out that there were Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Nixon's income tax returns for the last four or five years or may have four or five years roughly. And that, the idea that I, a, the low, the lowliest speechwriter in the speechwriting staff was going to be charged with going through the president of the United States income tax returns, which is insane. It was just crazy. It was just crazy as crazy it could be. They should have had somebody much, much higher ranking than yours truly be doing that. I think the whole, but I know you can't tell the whole story, but it's a pretty amazing story one day. Uh, ben Boychik, uh, and again, it, it goes to what Ben's saying about this thing with the affidavit, right? We all want to see this, exactly what that judge signed off on. And basically, the, in the press conference, he was saying, we're, we're, above, we're above reproach, we, we do everything correctly. Obviously, we had a judge sign off on it, it but we don't get to see right. that one of the things they're not allowing us to see and or, or that could be brought out is what it is the evidence they brought that said that they could go and do this boy trick. Well, that's the you know, that's that's part of the problem here, because, the you know, the reporting today, there was a story in The Washington Post that said they're supposedly looking for, quote unquote, nuclear papers. Well, maybe, maybe not. We don't know. We may not even know based on, on the affidavit what they were going after because we know that the FBI 
in in the lead up to the 2016 election in its crossfire hurricane investigation of the Trump campaign, made stuff up on affidavits before the um, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court. So, what, what does that What does that mean? Nuclear papers. Well, that's the thing. What does that even mean? What, well, all that, that mean All that means is it's just a marketing trick to make it seem as if they're going after something incredibly important. But right. look, if there are nuclear papers. People wouldn't know about them. They're papers. What is a nuclear paper? Is there something that explains how a nuclear bomb works? I mean, any any physics student, right. any first or second year physics student uh, knows that. You know, sure. it's not not not. It's a very different thing to actually make one, but how they work. That's that's common knowledge. So, what, I mean, what what papers could they have been looking for? Well, it's well, it's hard to know, but but what we what we can surmise, I think, from from the reporting, is that somebody in the FBI or close to the investigation or someone in the Justice Department thought it would be uh, a good idea to leak what seems like tantalizing information to the press in order for people to go off on social media saying, "Look, see, Trump stole nuclear secrets." from the country and he probably sold them to Saudi Arabia. Why do you think he had his wife buried on the golf course? You know? What? Yeah, yeah, there's some, some, what? Some, some, crazy, what? some crazy actress today from a, a very popular show. I'm not kidding, this is how crazy the left has been. She, a very popular daytime television show came out and tweeted that they should dig up his wife because he probably put, you know, information in the grave. I'm talking about a, a, a regular star on a regular TV show came yeah. out and said this. And this is what's going on. Ben, I, I hate to say it, but this is it's what's crazy. Going, it, it, it's right. absolutely but, but, crazy. Yeah. But we're the QAnon people, hmm. right? We're right. The, the Republicans right. and the Trump people. Are, we're, we're just QAnon obsessives, obsessives and conspiracy minded. Right. And but yeah, but but we can just pop off without evidence. It took, took 10 men to, to carry a casket and barrier. And then just a few weeks later, the Saudi Arabian government sponsored a golf tournament there. And, and there are no coincidences. Uh, right, Judah? Yeah, no. exactly. And, and, and exactly. Good point, Ben Wojciech. And uh, but getting back to it, Ben, it's 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 the seven years of insanity. And, and I mean, it, and all the years leading up to this, it, it's 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 like they've lost the, when you they're mentally ill. I mean, this is an absolute mental illness, Ben Stein. They, 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 they already went into his house, got a ton of stuff. He did everything they wanted him to do. I don't even think he's been there all summer. He, I mean, who's, sorry. who's he? Who's That's he? Merrick Garland? No, Donald Trump. <laughs> I, I'm, him, kidding, yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah. yeah, I'm kidding. Look, the whole thing is just insanity trying to make some kind of something out of nothing. And uh, it's a very sad situation where we have people who are clearly are suffering from some kind, at least to me, and I, I, I do not claim to know everything by any means, to have some kind of mental disease or defect which prevents them from knowing what is right from wrong. And, uh, I mean, th we, we cannot for a minute think that we know that there are nuclear papers what are nuclear papers? What does that even mean? What does that mean? Well, there's another, I think there's another salient point here, Ben, which is this. You know, what this, as I understand it, this entire thing is a dispute with the National Archives over yeah. aspects of the, of the Presidential Records Act, right? 
every single president, as far as I know, since Richard Nixon, every single president has had some beef with the National Archives about what goes and what stays. And invariably, these things end up in civil court. And they have never been a criminal matter until Trump, which in itself is extraordinary and unprecedented. But even the Nixon thing, you must know all about. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know all about it, but I know, I know that there was this most ridiculous accusations that Nixon had taken all kinds of papers that were going to jeopardize national security if he took them to Yorba Linda, California. <laughs> it's just hilarious. I, I, one hardly knows whether to laugh or cry. I mean, one, well, one hardly knows what, what, whether we, the world is upside down or not. I guess it, it is all, upside down. But, but it all gets sorted out. And everything that I read up until this week was that Trump and his people were cooperating fully with the archives, that, that the FBI had already been down there, the archive uh, people had already been down in Florida. They had already taken something like 15 boxes in May of material that, that they ascertained that he wasn't permitted to keep, whatever. But it, it sounded like, you know, even if there was some, even if there was some tension, at least Trump and his people were cooperating. And then all of a sudden this happened. This Which was, goes back to Ben's okay. original point. Well, I think it was your original point, Judith. There, there probably has been so much of badness involved at the FBI that uh, they've got to figure out some way to divert attention and distract people by having uh, a raid on the uh, Trump uh, country club. I mean, and by the way, what an incredible idea that they would store secret nuclear papers at a country club. What 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 is what's that all about? And not just that. I mean, let's let's be realistic. We all love Trump here, Ben Boychuk, a little less than the two of us. <laughs> But but it, it, for whatever Trump is, the one thing he's not is a guy that's taking 30 boxes of incriminating evidence to his house. He barely texts messages. He, he barely, he, you know, when you think of like, he, he, he lives his life as he is in the mob. He has to, Ben. He doesn't do electronic communication. He doesn't do any of these sorts of things. For them to think that he actually saved anything of, or he knew what he was saved, is, is just outlandish. Yet they've been doing this for seven years and they've been doing it under the same thing. Throw out a sensational story and 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 let's do an investigation after the sensation. And for even for seven, six years or five years, Republicans or conservatives or Trumpicans would always say, oh God, I'm really scared this time. I gotta say, Ben Stein, I'm not really scared this time. I don't think he had anything in Mar-a-Lago. Well, he had, uh, I hope he had good food. I mean, yeah. the, 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 uh, the whole the whole idea has just gotten so crazy. It, it, one hardly knows where to start. I mean, all that we know, we, one thing we do know, or maybe two things we do know, Trump has some kind of magical appeal to the ordinary voter, to the ordinary citizen. The Democrat leftists in the Democratic Party have to smear him. They absolutely have to smear him. Otherwise, he might come back, rise from the dead, and become president again. And that terrifies him. Now, I don't even know why that would terrify them again. What is it that he would do that would scare them so much? The only thing I can think of is that he would start fracking again, which we desperately 
desperately need for him to do anyway. So what what on earth, really? What on earth are the Democrats so afraid of? It's a great, about you know Donald what? You, you're brilliant. I, I'm, I'm saying this. Ben Boyce, quadruple B. What he just said is so brilliant. And I was asking myself, and I'm not saying. I thought of this two minutes ago, so that's why it's brilliant, Ben Boychuk, before I started the show. But what is it that they're so scared? Like, what, what is it? What about- were they so scared about, of about Nixon? I mean, what was it that when Nixon first appeared on the scene in the late 40s, mid to late 40s, that terrified the liberal Democrats so much that they had to shut him down and work at shutting him down from 1946 onwards and did everything they could to humiliate him, make him seem shady, make him seem dirty. They did that for years and years and years. He was saved by the charisma and the greatness of Dwight Eisenhower, but they were still scared of him. What what were they scared that he was gonna do? I don't know, but they were still scared of him. And I think it was son. That was like Kane. I think it had something to do with the fact that he appeals to the ordinary citizen and the uh, the, the the powers that be, the beautiful people, uh, do not want uh, a person who appeals to the ordinary citizen to be anywhere near the White House. You're, you know, you're, Ben Boychuk, what he's saying is 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 absolutely one hundred percent true. At the end of the day, he just isn't one of their guys. You know, right. it's like, you know, it's like after a show, sometimes Ben will call Ben, Stein will say about Ben Boychuk, a few other people, they're my type of guy. And uh, it's and that's the ultimate compliment you could get from Ben Stein and Ben Boychuk. He's just not their type of guy. I, I, I think when it comes down to it, when all is said and done. It's more than that. More than that. Look, Eric, he was. He was from Queens. Yeah. Queens in New York is like saying you're from a sh- the shithole of a pig. I mean, it is a very low criticism of people to say they're from Queens. So well, he's it's like graduating from Whittier College, right? Wasn't that one of the one of the that, and that's and that and that is something like Nixon. Nixon's oh. attacks on Nixon. Nixon was admitted to Harvard. But he could not afford to go there. And so the people in, and the beautiful people in California and elsewhere said, we're going to make him look really, really dirty and filthy. He can't very well say he was admitted uh, to Harvard, but he couldn't go there because he didn't have the money. Because after all, we love people who don't have money. We love people who don't have money. We love people who are poor. There, there are kinds of people. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's not going to work. That's not going to work at all. We've got to get rid of this of this Nixon guy. Uh, we've got to uh, make him seem like he's a gangster, like he's a criminal, like he's a thug, like he's McCarthy. And by the way, they could never even consider the possibility that McCarthy might have been right. Well, listen, you know, Alger Hiss went to Harvard. I mean, what's not to love about that? They love. They loved him at Harvard. Right. They they still love him at Harvard. They still love him at Harvard. They still do. But go on, Ben Boychuk. I know you had more to say. So I think, um, so yeah, I think with Trump, I think what they're afraid of is that if he does get back into office, he'll actually be competent this time. You know, his biggest mistake, Trump, Trump's biggest mistake from day one was 
um, losing control of his personnel. And uh, he wasn't able to hire the right people in the right positions. And he had too high of a regard for generals and he had too high of regard for certain CEOs. And he put them in positions that they had no business holding. Now- uh, And senators. And, well, and senators. If now, from what I understand, he's working on having people ready to go, you know, from the go, uh, if he manages to get reelected uh, in, in 2024, which would be great. Um, because that, I think, that, I think, really hobbled him from the start. And that, and, um, you know, I mean, just so many stupid amateur errors that, you know, he, he couldn't possibly have known. And he trusted the wrong people. So trust better people. And that doesn't necessarily include his own daughter and son-in-law, by the way. I think he needs to be real uh, wary of them. But, but get better people next time. And, and then you can do some real damage, which is to well, say the, real good. Yeah, well, the, as I see it, I think I'm the only one on this panel now who has worked for the government. And what I will tell you is there's very little the government can accomplish anyway. I mean, the government is a very blunt instrument. There's not a lot that it can get done. Uh, it can build up defense. That would be a wonderful, wonderful thing. And that's something we should be doing right now at the fastest speed we possibly can. Uh, but other than that, there's not that much we can do. Look, we have a big chunk of people out in America who are non-white, who have really got problems in terms of their inability to finish their schooling, to keep their families together, to create families that will stay together. Uh, those people are a very dangerous, scary lot. Uh, it would be very, very bad, really, really sad and, and bad if those people were to get uh, a, a gigantic power lever in the uh, United States of government. And they, and they have, and now they have, and now they have. I mean, now we have a government which is very largely run by and for the benefit of non-whites. The, the, the people who are the liberals and the left-wingers in America like that. They love that. They want that. They want the more uh, left-wing, uh, not particularly well-educated, non-white people who are in the government, the more they like that because they can order them around and they, and they will just do whatever they're told by the people from Harvard. So uh, that will not happen with Trump. Trump will not be pushed around by the people from Harvard. And that, that scares them. They don't like that. You see, and, and going to take that point a little further, quadruple B, because I think when they're looking at the Hispanic polling and they're looking at black polling and they're seeing Hispanic polling, if it's, the numbers are correct, I mean, 80% don't like Biden, that has to terrify them. And when they're looking at all this data, it, 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 can you imagine, Ben, ben Bojic, I just want to go to you quick. Can you imagine the FBI is used to scaring the bejesus out of anybody? The, the, the scariest thing in the world is an interrogation probably by the FBI or getting called in or having search warrants for anybody. Everything Trump has been through is the scariest thing in the world for most regular people. And Trump just walks out with his fists in the air, gets on social media, quadruple B, and it must drive them nuts. Yeah, no, I'm sure it does. And I, and, I, and I hope that they are beginning, I hope they also worry that if Trump gets back in and he has Republican majorities in Congress, 
that he might actually go after them in a, in a serious way. You know, I think um, all of these guys should have something to worry about in a, in a just world. I think that, you know, I don't think it's a crazy idea. We published something in American Greatness today uh, by um, uh, Kyle Scheideller. Uh, I always screw up his last name. Kyle Scheideller Kyle uh, of the Center for Security Policy saying, uh, for the rule of law to reign, the FBI must be destroyed. And what he means by that is you can break it up into component parts. You can keep the useful parts like the crime lab and the database and, you know, all anything that makes a good forensic files episode. Right. And then what you do is you, you divvy up its counterintelligence mission to one of the 12 other agencies, alphabet agencies, and then you can divide up a lot of their other crime fighting efforts to, to state law enforcement, because as he points out, it's not like we didn't have bank robberies before the FBI came along. You know, it's not like we weren't solving certain crimes before the FBI came along. And so because the thing has gotten to a point where it exists really to protect the interests of the permanent governing class. And so that means it's no longer really serving the public interest, it's serving its own interest. Now, oh, have, God willing, we get a Senate that's worth a damn and that maybe they can do something uh, because you know, I think I think the House is a little bit better on these questions. And if we had a few more useful senators, we might actually get something done. Maybe. Ben what, what, what would you like to? I would like to ask you, Benjamin, big bear boy, Chuck, what is it? That, <laughs> what, what is it that you'd like them to get done? What 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 is it that you'd like the, the uh, Republicans to get done? The Republicans at the, at the, became the, became took charge of the Congress and, and the, the White House. What would you like to see them get done? Begin with impeachment hearings of Merrick Garland in January of twenty three. That's what I would want. Okay. Son of a bitch, and 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 see to it he's removed. Now I could tell yeah. you exactly. I I could say I could give you a list. I think every conservative has the list of what they'd like to see. They'd like Hunter Biden that investigation to be brought up. I think they'd move at the at the speed of like Ben. You know, you asked such a good question here, Ben. Stein, and and I want to get back to something that still to this day boggles my mind. You had. Under Trump, how many investigations? Was it four or three big ones? You had the Mueller and the two impeachments, right? And it may, it, maybe I'm forgetting one. But you and I always loved how after the election, they said they investigated it. And it, for two weeks, <laughs> every other investigation, man, Durham report is still going. Hunter Biden since 2019. Those are investigations, supposedly. I would like them to be brought up, and that's it. Like, like uh, what was his name? McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy said, "Book your schedule. Have all your paperwork done." Merrick Garland. I want you here. You're going to be in front of us. I think that is what every and I. I the one thing Ben Stein, I don't think they realized is, and other obviously other people, how many people independents this is pissed off. Oh yeah. Yeah, in fact, there was a poll that came out today, a Trafalgar poll um, through the uh, Convention of the States organization. And they are the most Ben Stein accurate uh, 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 polling group, Ben Boychuk, which is, go on. Yeah, yeah, they've done good stuff. They've also done stuff for us and their polls for us in 2020 mm -hmm. were, were excellent. Uh, and they basically found that, yeah, um, 
Republicans, of course, are energized to go vote in November, but independents, I gotta, I can't find the damn report. It's 71, I think. Is it 71? Yeah, I could be mistaken. Yeah, they sent it to me earlier. Um, what, but I would like to ask you, what would you like Republicans to get done to change the government? Well, improve the government? Yeah, no, just to start with, you have to use the power of the purse. I mean, after you impeach Merrick Garland, then you start looking at, first of all, you get rid of this, uh, you, you start defunding the FBI. And secondly, you, you defund the IRS uh, and these 87,000 uh, agents they're hiring to supposedly not audit anybody making under 400,000 a year, which- well, Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You, you... You think the FBI does no good at all? I, I think the FBI I, does plenty of good. I think the FBI does plenty of good, but I, we also know, Ben, that the FBI has made a great deal of mischief. And the only way you're going to rein in mischief is by taking some of their money away, for starters. That's, that's accountability. Because you just can't have, you just can't have, uh, your, you know, your top, uh, officials in the bureau lying to Congress as they've done. You can't have them lying to courts as they did with the FISA courts. You can't have them as they did with this this phony baloney uh, case out of Michigan. This 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 plot. Gretchen Whitmer to, to kidnap and assassinate Gretchen Whitmer. And and, with, and let's not forget January sixth. They, well, they, yes, they, we don't know what their involvement in that was. This is that's exactly right. Instigating and let's not forget. You know, Ben Stein. I want to get to this quickly because everybody keeps on talking about the FBI. This this think about all they raided Trump's house with over thirty agents. Imagine if they took the same care when they had active intel on the Boston bomber, on the Orlando shooter, on the Indiana shooter, or San Bernardino, and I, I know I'm missing a, on a couple of other uh, terrorist acts that they've missed out on. Imagine if they had those 30 agents, 35 agents. Imagine if they had both so focused, hyper-focused on those cases, but no, they're not. 35 agents to Mar-a-Lago, my God. Ben, so yeah, a lot of people are like, listen, Ben, what are they doing? What is it? Who is the FBI today? I thought the FBI was investigating illegal gambling and uh, the prostitution across state lines. Well, that's some of the, what, what, they're, what they're investigating. They also obviously investigate domestic terror. Uh, not very well, obviously. But what would you like to see is a better question. I would like to see a very much enlarged uh, military and a very much enlarged, a uh, very much better paid military on a, a very, 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 very big scale. It's extremely important that we have a military that is uh, up to fighting uh, what I think may, and uh, I hope this is not going to be true, a, a two ocean war very soon, and, and uh, at least a two front war. And uh, I'd like to see, I'd like to see us be prepared for that. I think that's I think I think that's extremely well said and going and, and to his point recruiting is that was that was down as everybody knows 40,000 uh, Ben Boychuk my favorite thing though and Ben Stein, I'm not sure if you caught this but one of the ads of recruitment for the IRS did you see this Ben Stein was you get to carry a gun 
and you get to what was it uh, uh, basically you have to be willing to use deadly force you have to be willing this is their recruitment of 87,000 new F- IRS agents Ben Stein and they also said and, and, and Ben Boydrick one of the funniest things I heard this week was somebody saying well people want more IRS agents other than during the pandemic when people were looking to get checks from the IRS, Ben Boychuk and Ben Stein, have you ever heard anybody in their life say, you know, we need more of IRS agents? Yeah, I have seen what I have seen is a lot of stupid people saying, well, if you don't have if you don't cheat on your taxes, you don't have anything to worry about, yeah. which is the dumbest thing in the world, because nobody knows what's in the tax code. Nobody. And so you, you, you're doing something wrong somewhere. You have to be doing something wrong. As Ben Stein said, everybody's compromised. Yeah. Well, no, it was you, it was you said yeah, everybody's compromised. But I, I don't, uh, I mean, we do have to have some FBI agents, uh, but the problem is having a good, capable FBI agent, is very, that's a very hard thing to find. I mean, even, even highly paid private uh, accountants and tax lawyers cannot figure out the IRS code. So uh, I, I don't turn revenue code. Right so I don't know where they're going to find it. When I saw that they're planning to hire, what is it, 78,000? 87,000. 87,000 uh, recruits. I thought, holy smoke, where are they going to get them? We can't even get people to, to, to fix our air conditioning. We can't even get people to cut our cut our lawn. I mean, I, I don't understand. Where are they going to get all these people? India. <laughs> We're going to get them from India. Keep coming back. Keep I get calls from Agent John Smith from Mumbai all the time. Do you really? Or yeah, is that a joke? Scam. It's one of these, it's one of these oh. scams. Have you never gotten one of those calls? No, I've never gotten one of those scam calls. But no, but to, you know, I do find it, to Ben's point, to Ben Stein's point about raising the rate, about military pay will help recruitment. If you notice, Ben Boychuk, they didn't mention pay in the advertising to the IRS people, to the 87,000. They basically said, said you have a license to murder. Oh, well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> but, I, but what, what? What would those eighty-seven thousand people do? I mean, the, the, it's, the code is so complicated. And I'm, I, I think I'm the only one of us people up on the screen now who's a lawyer and who studied study tax law. Uh, and I, I would like to assure you, it is a very complicated subject. And uh, to get people who are willing to spend years of their lives learning it, that's not going to be easy to do. And let's go back to the beginning. Look, we have basically we have an incredibly great country. It's a great, super wonderful country. It's a fabulous country. It's just great. I mean, I I, I was out on the highway this afternoon, just driving along, looking at my at the at the sun, looking at the palm trees, and I thought, my God, I'm so lucky to live in this country. It's unbelievable. Tomorrow I'm going to Washington D.C. to see an old old friend who's not well and to cheer him up, I hope. Uh, then right after that, I'm going to see my son, whom I love so very, very much, in South Carolina. I, I, love, I love him so, so much. And uh, I just think to myself, my God, this country is so great. I am so incredibly lucky to live here. 
What I'd like to see change in this country is have people stop criticizing this country and stop dumping all over it and saying how terrible it is. I'd like to see people have some kind of understanding of what a great country this is. I mean, I, I, I don't. I, I think I probably want something that all three of us have in common is that we are brought up to love America and to think how great America is. Let's keep that up. I mean, that I think yeah, but with that be, you're completely right. But with that being said, we have to listen. And one of the things in the 12 steps is we have to evaluate. You know, we have to do inventory sometimes and what's got to stay and what's got to go. And Ben, it's like doing a moral inventory on our country sometimes is an extremely important thing and looking at what 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 do we need and what don't we need and if we don't need something get rid of it and if it's damaging what we love so much get rid of it as painful as that might be well that may that may well be but i i just for me for me in my little life here uh I think things are so great. I just wish. Uh, ben, you called me like up this should, morning. And you I, called I, me I up this morning. Feel, you feel like feel like like saying we should all be on our knees. For ben, an you hour called me up morning. this morning, and you said you were in a swimming pool. When you got out, you felt like you were in Nicaragua. Ah, uh-huh. that's okay. Right. That's for, right. That's right. From reading the newspapers. It's from reading the newspapers. But if I don't read the newspapers, if I just read see my own life day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute. If I can just walk down the hall and see my wifey, the world's most perfect human being. If I can look out at my swimming pool and realize that I can just get into that swimming pool and swim back and forth and look at the palm trees and look at the blue sky. This is paradise. This is absolute paradise. And our goal is to keep it paradise. And you asked asked Ben Boychuk what we has to change and Ben, ben Boyce came and said the FBI and defunding these organizations, and that's his evaluation. It doesn't make him less of a loving patriot. Am I wrong? I, I, no, I, no I, I agree, but I'd like to start out with gratitude. Always well, be grateful. Always be grateful. I have plenty to be grateful about in my life. I don't have calluses on my fingers. You know, I have a wonderful job, a wonderful career. I'm very blessed to be able to do what I do. But... Man, we big, big problems. And, and I mean, the good news is, I mean, some people are waking up to this and saying, I don't want this. I want something different. I do want, you know, I, I do want something like the country that I, I grew up to love, which we don't really have right now. And, and, and what does it take to get that back? But that's, a, that's, that's a very good question. What do we have to do to get back to the America of Perry Mason. Now, what do we have to do to get back to the America of 20 years ago? What do we have to do to get back to the America when, when if, of, of my generation? This isn't just a Perry Mason. I grew up in a, I, I love the time I grew up in this country. Ronald Reagan was president. I have a, a, a extreme fond memories of my childhood in this country. I do. And uh, I into adulthood. I don't think, I, I, how do we get those people Ben, I think the better question is that that don't feel that way. How do we get them? Because America is never going to lose us. How do we get the people that have that that have been so indoctrinated that they've lost it? That's just my humble qu- opinion or question. 
That's a good question. I, and I, I, I think uh, I have to think about that. I can't give you an answer right because, now, but I'll think about it. I because my, my whole point has been you've proven to me how great this country is. Like I said to you the other day, it's because of you. I have such love of country. It's every time you walk into a supermarket and you say, look how grateful, look how grateful we should be. It's every time you see a supermarket clerk, you say, God bless America. My fear is in us, quadruple B, as we're running out of time. It's the, it's the age demographic. Thank God, not your son, but of his demographic. Yeah, uh, I worry about that, too. I worry because um, our generation, Judah, I mean, we got we grew up extremely privileged in, in a lot of respects challenges in other respects, but I think we got very, very rich. We grew up in a rich, rich, powerful country um, and we got complacent. And I think that, um, you know, I, I do actually have some faith that my son's generation is generation Z, that they are a little bit more sensible than the folks that have come before them, millennials. I think it will be okay, but there's a lot of crazy nonsense out there. And they've been taught a lot of crazy nonsense and it's hard to um, fight against, you know, when, when you know, nihilism is the very gas that we breathe. So it's hard to fight against that. But I, 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 I pessimism is the wrong way to go. Uh, cautious optimism or optimistic pessimism, maybe. I like that. And on that note, we have run out of time. I want to thank the Rumblers, the Ranters. I'm sorry, John from Kenosha. I have nothing to do with you not being able to rant. I wish I did, John. You rock. Uh, all the Teresa, everybody. Uh, uh, and again, true social media. Follow us. Email me. We'll follow you back. BenSteinSubstack.com. Uh, uh, ben, ben Boychuk. Uh, quadruple B. You can find them at AMGreatness.com. That's AmericanGreatness.com. And something he's got pretty good coming out pretty soon that's ben quadruple b boychuk yes it's a secret i'll announce it in a couple I, of weeks. I, that's fine and of course you can find ben stein at spectator.org uh late at night watching perry mason he, uh it'd be great just a live video feed of you watching perry mason i'd actually watch that video feed of you watching perry mason Ben Stein, please my please. wife is my wife with wifey. I would, I'd watch that. Feed. Please take us. And I always figure out who the killer is. Yeah. Oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds I hands have made, I see the stars, I hear the roaring thunder. Thy power throughout the universe displayed. Then sings my soul, my Savior's God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. And I could sing more of it, but I'm tired. Beautifully sung. God bless everybody that's sick and suffering. God bless America. Safe travels, Ben. I will see you tomorrow. And I will let everybody know in truth if we will be having a show on Saturday night. We'll see how Ben's travels go. God bless you all. God bless America. We will talk to you soon.